and welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and returning from the Castles of Prague, the resident moose himself, Mo Nawara. After a 2-2-1 two, two and one, week 15, we are 38 32 and 5 in the Las Vegas Super Contest. Good for 405th place. Mm, that's not good. <laughs> Time to get weird. Yeah. It's, it's not well bad. above average. Come on. Top but 25%, top 30%. Come on. Yeah, I mean picking 40 54.3% winners in a year where Vegas I still don't know how the Vegas buildings are even standing. At this point, uh, Bob Scucci, bookmaker for the Orleans and all the Boyd properties in the city of Las Vegas. He comes on to the Behind the Bets podcast. I don't know how he's still cheery. I, I, I'm assuming one week he's just going to, Chad Millman's going to fire up the pod and it's not going to be Scooch. Like Scooch is going to be uh, six feet under somewhere because it's just been a tremendously bad year. And they're going to find him hanging in his closet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's unreal. Uh, every week, Mo gets into the chat and tells us about teams receiving more than 50% of the bets. Uh, I've got a stat right here. Since week six, home dogs, at least in the Super Contest, are 10, 24, and 4. 31. Hey, what the hell happened to the home dogs? 31.6%. And it's not like home dogs, you just go to the teller and you win money. They, they come in at you know 50%, a little over 50% historically, but not 31%. I mean, that's just, it's unbelievable, to be honest. They better come in this week. Yeah, exactly. We are, we need to basically go 10-0. We might be able to go 9-1 in cash if the world falls apart ahead of us. But in order to crack that top 50, remember, only 3%, the top 50 people in the contest receive money. So, so we're, we might go off the rails a little bit these last two weeks trying to pick uh, contrarian plays. That one we think will cover, but two will either be the opposite of what people ahead of us are picking, or so far off the radar that if if we get uh, it correct, we do so alone and uh, we kind of move up the ladder. So you can check out the standings if you guys want to see where we need to reach over on fantasysupercontest.com. More about them in a bit. The first thing we do each week on the pod is go across and give you our number one selections, and since he is in the lead in the top five, ahead of pace of the collective at 39, 31, and 5, I will let DP step into the tee box first and give us his number one pick, which is a road dog. Who you got, Donnie? I got the Minnesota Vikings, plus 6.5 at the Green Bay Packers. 79% are on the Packers here, uh, last I checked last night. You know, they're back to being big fan favorites uh, with the run that they've been on recently, you know, and, and Aaron Rodgers has looked good, but he doesn't just, you know, he, he looks like he's got that that discount double-check swagger back, as we like to call it. Uh, you know, he's playing good, but, but what I look at is their running back situation, and I just don't think Ty Montgomery is going to last. I think that guy is just going to fall over and die at one point, and I feel bad for him because he's he's not built to be a running back. He's a wide receiver. He definitely doesn't run like one. Rich, you make a comment every week about how it's funny just to watch Ty Montgomery run the ball because he runs so upright and gets killed a lot of the times. And six and a half points is a lot. You know, the Vikings, they're, they're much better against the spread uh, than the Packers are in the Super Contest this year, eight and six versus five and nine. And I mean, if you want to, you know, say that it's a small sample size this year, the number one team in the, in the Super Contest uh, against the spread going back to 2013 is the Vikings. So... I like them to play a close game. It's a divisional game, which is big this time of year, especially when it has playoff implications, and, and this one does. Um, both of them are, are in the race, and uh, they're going to need this game. So I just, I'm, you know, it's too close uh, to cover six and a half points, and, and I, you know, I like it. I like the points here. So right before we fired up the pod, the first thing Mo said was, did anybody go game theory? And Donnie, you boisterously said no. Which confu- I'm just gonna st- I'm gonna stay on track and do my thing. Which confused me about this pick because the Packers are so the right side. The line has already moved to seven on Pinnacle. I know the public is all over them, but 
listen, line movement is all public perception. The hell with it. They're, they're, they're rolling. I'm doing what I think is right, and this is what I think is right. They're rolling right now. And I will say, I love the Packers this week, but for game theory reasons, I pushed them down on my card. Uh, Brett. Yeah, they're rolling this week. They were rolling last week, too. And what happened? They barely covered, or they didn't cover against the Bears. Oh, no. That was, I mean, that was a clear Bears right side. Too many points on the road. I mean, this, this game's. This is a clear Vikings right side to me. Packers still got eight yards per attempt yeah. through the air. Brett Brett had the Packers as well, but very low. Uh, Mo had the Vikings, but very low. Brett, are I you... did exactly what you did, Rich. Yeah, I. Love... I wanted to love the Vikings <laughs> yeah. here for game theory. This is a great pick, but the Packers are just way, way better at home. I, I never take the Vikings when they're road on the road anyway, so I just wanted nothing to do with this. I will say that. Nobody. My top five is better than everyone's. Is that what you're going to say? Nobody's going to click the Vikings. <laughs> oh, no. And that's, again, that's why I really like them this week. But I just, no, Sam Bradford, I can't do it. Uh, yes. Hey, Sam Bradford's not the problem there. Uh, wh- what? What's the problem? There's, there's a lot of problems. Listen, yeah. there's a lot of problems. Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford is one of them. He's been solid. All right, Mo, why did you uh, select the Vikings? Uh, this was coin flipped here for me. Um, I thought this was a fair line. I just, uh, it's really hard to pick against Rodgers right now. I know we did it last week, uh, but that was kind of a special circumstance with, you know, minus 10 degree weather on the road. Um, I don't know about this week at home. Uh, man, this Vikings OL is just so, so bad. And I do, I do think... Aaron Rodgers is playing so good. He's playing so 2014 Aaron Rodgers at this point that even a really strong defense like the Vikings, I'm a little bit hesitant uh, to fade him. Bradford comes in at 18th in quarterback DVOA and 14th according to Pro Football Focus. So the advanced analytics community thinks that Bradford's doing just okay. Uh, One note here on one of the reasons I like the Packers is that Harrison Smith has still not practiced with that ankle injury. And I don't know, just like Mo was saying, I don't know how anybody stops Rodgers at this point if they're not at full strength. So uh, You don't have your best player. You're probably drawing pretty thin. Yeah. All right, we will keep it. I think Mo is second highest. Uh, yes. No, I am. But I'm going to let Mo go next. Mo, give us your number one selection. You missed the boat last week, kiddo. I think you're getting on the boat too late. Tell us what home dog you're taking. Man, this one was all game theory, I got to say. Uh, it was not my top play originally, but uh, when I reshuffled my picks, I put this one at the top because I just, man, rule of, like you said, Rich, I don't think anybody's clicking on the Jags. I don't know. I don't know. After the cover last week, I told you. you I don't think anybody's. It's the Jags. Missed the boat, fam. They're plus five here. Um, Absolutely nobody is betting them. Um, 84% on the Titans right now Um, as road favorites here. I don't. The Jags have, they've really shored up uh, their run defense, so I think DVOA has them up in like the top 15 now. Um, they're playing pretty well overall on defense, but their offense is basically as bad as a pro offense can get. So I don't know. I just, we need them here to just play solid defense and keep this close. And I think they can do that against the Titans, but. I mean, obviously, it's tough to be super confident. It's the Jags, but I, I had this like, I think I had this as like my number five or six pick, and I just moved it way up when I was, basically, I just did my picks and then, um, thought about game theory at the very end and kind of reordered a little bit. This one up to number one. I just don't think anybody's going to be on the Jags at all. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Brett has the Jags. In his top five as well, right outside his top five. Donnie's got them in his lower tier. I couldn't do it. I couldn't click Jags after they covered last week in a perfect spot against what was a Brock Osweiler-led Texans team. 
But in a division game... See, that's why it's probably the right side. In, in another division game where the Titans are scrapping and the Titans show that they can win in Arrowhead unbelievably and have a good offense, top 10. Well, let's pump the brakes on that. Top. I mean, the Chiefs gave that one away. Yeah, but the Titans hung tough the entire game. It's tough to play an Arrowhead, especially for a very young team with a very young quarterback. That, that was impressive to me. Um, and their defense held up, which was equally impressive. Their, their defense has been their soft spot all season. They're still 23rd in defense DVOA, uh, but the Chiefs really couldn't get anything going. Um, I, I don't know. I just can't click. I couldn't click Jags here. I understand that we need contrarian wins, but we also need to cover <laughs> while doing so. And I couldn't bring myself to, to click the Jags. Well, I mean, I also capped this at three and a half, so I do think there's some value there. Brett, the Titans have been your team all year. Did this did this pain you to not only take the Jags but put them so high? Yeah, this should be auto fade Jags at this point. But if it were earlier in the season, I wouldn't touch this game. But we'd be we'd be on an island with the Jags on the card, and I have a hard time clicking on the Titans as five point road favorites anyway. This feels like a Bortles backdoor. I talked about him on the Fantasy Wire podcast yesterday as a sleeper quarterback option. He torched this terrible defense early in the season. I just I love the home dog here. I think this is a great spot to get a contrarian team on the card. But it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Maybe. You don't know that. I don't know that. I'm the Geppetto. I'm the Geppetto here. Let me pull the strings. Yeah, Rich said all these games were split down the middle, so I'm not ruling it out. Yeah, there are six games of the 16 games on the slate because we included Thursday Night Football in the process. Six of the 16 games are split right down the middle. So, very, very interesting week. And we'll keep it on Thursday Night Football, where Brett is breaking all the rules to take a home dog. Tell us why you love the city of brotherly love, Brett. Yeah, look, we've reached the point in the contest where we're not just picking winners. We're picking winners that the rest of the contest doesn't have. That's how we move up into the top 50 here in the last two weeks. And the one one way to do that is by picking the Thursday game that nobody else picks. we got the Giants at Eagles here, Eagles plus two. Two of our favorite trends in play here. The Eagles are home dogs in an NFC East rivalry game. Law of NFC East taking the points. Philly at home, just they're so much better in that home stadium. They've Even though they've lost their last two there, they've dominated the time of possession in each of those last two losses. So... Final score really doesn't necessarily tell the whole story with this team. Football Outsiders still has the Eagles ranked fifth, the fifth best team in the league, which I don't agree with. But at the very least, it proves that they are better than their record indicates. Uh, Eli Manning also, another thing to consider here, he's terrible in Philly. Since 2010, he's one in four, averaging 11 points per game. He scored seven points combined there the last two years. Uh, and this offense is struggling right now. I don't think they're going to be able to score much tonight. Eagles, I, I think they're going to win a low-scoring game here uh, and try to play spoiler. I, I know the Giants are likely to get in the playoffs, but there's still a chance they don't. I think the Eagles get a win here and try to, to ruin it for them. You could have ended that Eli sentence with just terrible. Didn't didn't need the uh, – <laughs> did not need the – But his his numbers there are staggering, though. The in Philadelphia qualifier. Eagles, according to DVOA, with the second toughest schedule to date. So that probably plays a big role in their high rating. Uh, but yeah, it, boys and girls, bet that Eagles season over next year as soon as as soon as soon it gets listed. Uh, whether that be in February after the Super Bowl or near draft time. Because there's certainly going to be some value in yeah, that. It's, it's going to be seven. Yeah, and just fire the over. Uh, everybody has the Eagles in their top five, save for DP. And now, DP, you, you told us that you were not using any game theory, so that actually makes me very happy that you are interested in playing the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I really like the Eagles in the spots. You know, I mean, there's, what is it, over 80% are on the Giants. I had this capped at Giants minus one, so I just have to pick the Eagles here. The, the problem is... That, that allowed me I had I had it higher at first you know this is the first game that I stuck on my card I stuck in my top tier and as I kept putting other games on the card they kept, some of them kept going ahead of the Eagles Giants game because I hate 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 these Thursday night games and I feel like I never know what the hell is gonna happen and while I can think I'm very much on the right side or we are very much on the right side um, 
whatever results, I'm generally not surprised because it's a Thursday night just shit show out there. And I just don't know what to expect. The one thing that gives me that also gives me a little bit of pause is that I talked about, you know, how how Philadelphia is just, you know, a terrible, smelly, acidic, vile, foul place to play football in. I mean, that the football stadium is a dumpster. The city is just, hey, you hey, know, hey, Lincoln the bottom Finan- of the toilet. Lincoln, Lincoln yes. Financial is like seven years old. That's a very nice facility. You're thinking that of, stadium is you're, nice. thinking of, you're thinking of the vet, which is now imploded. It's no, it's still a horrible place to play. And, and <laughs> I think he's it, talking about the people. Yeah. Yes, it, it, I was just about to say, and it's because of the people of that city. Oh my okay. God. Now the problem is, is that the one quarterback in the the NFL that is totally stupid enough to just go into Philly and not get affected by anything that goes on around him is Eli Manning, because that guy has a skull, you know, thicker than the Berlin Wall. I mean, he is so stupid, it's unbelievable. Which also means that I like him to make a lot of mistakes, which he has been making lately. But, you know, Eli plays with, I don't, he plays with balls, but it's not really balls like he knows what he's doing. He just does things to do things. You know, it's like you just put a guy out there who's just very innocent, doesn't know what he's doing, and, and, you know, he can make mistakes, yeah, but no one ever gets mad at him because he happened to lock himself into two Super Bowls. So, I don't know. I'm just... I guess I'm worried about this game, which is why I don't have it higher and in my top five is all I'm trying to say here. But I do think that the Eagles are definitely the right side here. The thing that I really like about this side and about fading the Giants moving forward, I can't wait to fade the Giants in the playoffs. And Michael Lombardi brought this up this week on uh, his podcast. Is You think that the Giants are built to play December football because of how well they're playing defense. But every good defense has a complementary run game and right now the Giants are 25th in rush offense DVOA they refuse to give the ball to Paul Perkins who at least has some talent as opposed to Rashad Jennings and it's nice to play defense but if you can't move the ball move the sticks on the other side of the ball then there's really (laughs) no point into showing up so the only person that really scares me is 13 because he can take a six yard slant to the end zone but I love fading the Giants here, and I'm very happy that this game will be on the card. All right, my number. What's the total in this game? Thirty-four. Let's check Pinnacle. Forty-two is the total. Just, just fire under under forty-two, please. <laughs> Short week, shitty weather. Two good. Short de- week, two bad good offenses, de- yeah. good defenses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how this one isn't seventeen sixteen. <laughs> My number one pick last week, the Houston Texans did the damn thing. They were a quarterback away, despite spending $70 million on the man under center, Brock Osweiler. Houston was a quarterback away from being a very dangerous team. And after one of the worst throws you will ever see from Osweiler, they finally did it. They went to Tommy Savage, the man who... Traveled all across America during his collegiate years. Started at Rutgers. Let's go Scarlet Knights. And finally found his way to Pitt, I believe. Don't know much about the unprofessional, but I think that's where he finally landed. He caught the eye of a lot Wait, of people. Tom Savage ended up at Pitt? Yeah, I believe. You can you can yes. fact check me. Yes, he was a Panther. Yes. How did I not know this? Anyways, keep going. And he caught the eye of a lot of scouts in the NFL. In fact, the Pats nearly... Uh, took Savage over Garoppolo. That was something that they were really wrestling with. Last year, he gets hurt in a season where the Texans have no idea what to do at the quarterback position without Fitzpatrick. They had some Hoyer. uh, I mean, they were just throwing TJ Yates. They were just throwing slop down at the position and hoping something stuck. And Savage got hurt, so they never really got a, a clean look at him. And for some reason, without trusting their own evaluation, they spent all this money on Osweiler. And now we see Savage go in comes back, doesn't look horrible, which is really all we're asking for right now from the quarterback position in Houston. Doesn't look horrible. And now, as long as you have a serviceable guy with that top 15, top 12 defense in Houston and weapons like Nook Hopkins, Will Fuller, Lamar Miller, this team could be dangerous? I don't understand how they're less than field goal favorites at home against the team that's 
playing for absolutely nothing and coming off of a loss in what was their Super Bowl against their bitter rivals where they had a massive lead and unbelievably choked it away. I absolutely love this spot for the Texans. The line moved to a pick on Pinnacle, which is super confusing to me. Uh, but I think, I, I honestly don't care. I think the Texans are way the right side here. Uh, they're actually playing for something potentially. And uh, it looks like my fellow colleagues agreed with me in part. Mo had the Texans right outside his top five. Brett had the Texans in the middle of the pack. And DP, you took your boy, Marvin Lewis. I know you stuck him at the bottom. But uh, what are you seeing in the Bengals here? Well, before, you can't you can't give me crap for saying that the Packers are the right side because of the line movement, and then go ahead and just you know throw like completely throw out the window the line movement here. The difference the, between the, one the Bengals are the line mo- are the are the right side. Okay, I, I just I, I think we saw some good flashes from from Savage last week, but I think you're going to get a bit of a regression from a backup quarterback who really isn't that good. I mean, there's a reason that they went out and signed a quarterback in the first place when, you know, Tom Savage was there in O'Brien's system. I I like uh, the Bengals here. I mean, I'm not super high on them, so I'm not going to go, you know, crazy with arguing with you. But, I mean, I capped this as I went back and forth between Bengals minus one and a pick em. I just think that their experience in this spot as a football team versus a team that has a backup quarterback and it's just I feel like every time I watch the Texans I just feel like they're a mess and I can't get away from that that's because you've been watching them with Brock Osweiler under center but but I still think like you okay you cited Will Fuller that guy can't catch anything like literally cannot catch anything he is so bad don't say that he's a good offensive weapon because the guy can't catch a damn thing out there it's so bad so he, I just I just don't I don't know I can't take the team who just looks like it's in shambles all the time I can't do it. So how do you pick the Bengals if they look in absolute shambles post AJ Green? <laughs> the Bengals don't look like they're that much in shambles, and if they are in shambles, they're way less in shambles to me than the Texans are. Yeah. I gotta just it, when it, when the spread is you know like a, a one a pick them you know whatever I just I'm picking the game the team that I think is going to win the game, and here I think it's the Bengals. Anybody else? Brett Moe? Yeah, the Texans were my favorite pick of the week. I I just have that worry that they're going to be popular in the Super Contest. Ah. Even though the public is pounding the Bengals, I still think people are going to buy into Savage. Interesting. I I actually really like the Texans, too. Um, I moved them down a little bit also because they, they were originally in my top five, but I did move them down a little bit also because... I think some other sides will be a little more contrarian, uh, just like Brett. I, di- I had them ahead of the Jags. I, I like them more. I-, I do think this, like you said, Rich, I think this should be minus three. Um, but I just saw A.J. Green might play. It looks like he's planning on playing. I don't know how close to 100% he's going to be. But uh, I-, I want to love the Texans, but a part of me is just like uh, thinking the same thing Donnie is saying. Uh, it's just still Tom Savage, and he's gonna. I, it, it reminds me a little bit, actually, of a couple of years ago when uh, Case Keenum came out and just like lit the world on fire for like three weeks, and then a uh, one week he just woke up and uh, he was Case Keenum again, and uh, the bottom just fell out. Obviously, we haven't had that much time yet of <laughs> Tom Savage, but. Uh, there's a reason this is still just Tom Savage, some guy who was on the team, I guess. So I just, I'm kind of worried he's just going to come out and throw three picks, and that'll just be it. But uh, I, I do, I do like the Texans here. If, Sa- if, the- if Savage is slightly below replacement level, he's still better than Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I mean, one thing that makes me uh, like Savage's spot going forward is. Nuke got 17 targets last week. So um, maybe unlike Osweiler and like Brian Hoyer last year, he knows where his bread is buttered, and you just throw to Nuke. I mean, what what was hard about this, Osweiler? What what? Why couldn't you figure this out? So Brock has played every single game this season. So that's 14 games, right? He has... Minus 529 yards above replacement. 
minus 529 yards. If they didn't pay him $70 million, in what week would they have gone to Savage? Oh, my God. Immediately. And by the way, Savage, right? Savage like last week three. Savage last week alone, according to Football Outsiders, had 96 yards above replacement. So. So the Texans is, could have already locked up the division by now. Yeah, easily. This is one of those spots where uh, I wish I had not been walking around Castles last week and I would have <laughs> been able to watch Tom Savage. They didn't get to watch him. But uh gotta fire up that game pass, bruh. I'll give you the password. Yeah, I need to scout Tom Savage. Alright, so our number one picks to recap. I'll go across the board. Donnie has the Vikings plus six and a half. Moe's got the Jags plus five. Brett's got the Eagles plus two and a half. And I have the Texans minus one at home. We're gonna get to the Lone Wolves next, but first. It's time to check out FantasySuperContest.com. A new leader, but not a new person, per se. It's Orange Crush. Uh, Orange Crush, we've discussed previously. They were in the number two spot last week, and they came up to number nine in week nine uh, after a 3-1-1 and week last week where they, man, they had the Bengals minus the three. That's so brutal. Covered there. Laid the 16 on Thursday night football with the Seahawks. I mean, this is the leader in the contest, y'all. 66.7% this season. They've taken, oh my God, I don't know why I clicked this button. They've taken 63 favorites and 11 underdogs. Year of the donk. Unbelievable. If you want to see more stats, and if you've lost a lot this season. 63 (laughs) favorites. If you want, That's actually unbelievable, even by my standards. I mean, come on. 66.7% of this person's picks have been favorites. If you want to read some sad stats about the contest leader and take a very long shower cry, head over to fantasysupercontest.com. My God, that's fantasysupercontest.com. Two-thirds favorites. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. All right, Lone Wolves, we've each got one this week. Donnie's the only one with multiple. He's got two, and we'll start with the highest-ranked one. This one's right above the middle. You've got the Falcons minus the two-and-a-half. Your boy, Scam. What you what you got here, DP? Is is Cam done trying? Was just Monday night his last game to try? Now he's done trying? What's uh, What's the deal here? I don't, yeah, think tell us, I don't think he tried that hard. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the game, but but Cam is he's that guy is such a baby out there. I'm doubling down on my Cam Newton take from last week. This is the perfect setup for him to come up and just throw up a complete stinker this week. You know, first of all, the, the Panthers as, as a team, you know, they they can play some good games, but they realistically they have a microscopic chance of reaching the playoffs. There's no Keekly. They're coming off a big primetime win on Monday night where Cam was running around acting like he had just advanced to the Super Bowl, you know, taunting fans, doing that whole thing. Cam plays football like like he's a high school girl. When he's on top of the world, he's on top of the world, and he's going to let you know it. When he's not on top of the world, he's pouting in the corner. I mean, the guy is hes unbelievable. This is a game where I think he comes crashing back to earth. He's going to be pouting in the corner. Uh, you know, I said it before on this podcast. I am in on the Falcons. I believe in the Falcons this year. And, you know, like I said, with Cam, with the way that Cam goes, I think that the Panthers go. And I, I, I look for him to regress uh, very much so this week. I like the Falcons here to come out guns blazing and win this game pretty easily. Cover the spread. I resent that high school girl comment. There, this is a horrible take. There's a, uh, there's a, that's right, fine. There's a, there's I don't a, care. There's you a, can have your opinion. There's a, allow, right, allow me, Rich. Hold up, hold please. up. Uh, I want, I want to get to that high school girl comment. Have you been watching the news lately, DP? There's, there's a high school girl in our area. Down in up, I guess you'd say up in Compton. She's a right guard for her high school team, and she made the All Star team this year. So I resent that comment. And she's actually pretty nasty too. They showed they showed some clips, and she was moving mountains at the right guard position. There was a high school girl on my high school football team while I was there too. Did she play right guard though? This is different. There's a difference between like being a kicker and a punter, and like punt. no, this girl was a defensive lineman. That's awesome. Was she good? No. 
She was not good at all. All right, Mo, give us your take. I'm I'm just I'm shocked at how bad of a take that was from Donnie because <clears throat> typically if anything Donnie should be able wait, to Wait 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 hold on I want you're so you're saying my takes are normally really good I just well, want to make I want to make usually, that clear I want to make usually, that clear that you're saying that I didn't bring it this week but normally my takes are spot well, on Let me let fine. me finish usually I'm not saying I'm, that usually <laughs> usually what I'm saying is if anything you at least have like a solid grasp of narrative though but you are completely and utterly missing the boat on Narrativeville this week. If there was any game, if there was any game that Scam was going to come out with absolutely his team playing for nothing and Scam was going to come out and give it his all, it would be this Falcons game. These are the guys who came after him earlier this year, popped him on the goal line. They came after him last year and ended their undefeated season, and both teams were talking shit to each other. I mean, popped th- him on the goal line. Whose fault was that? Exactly. This is it the was team. The idiot Cam Newton's fault. This yeah, but is, he doesn't see it that way. This, yeah, this is the team that Scam is going to come out and go after. This is if you're going narrativeville. This is the game that the Panthers are going to give it their all. And uh, I love the Panthers in this spot. I cap this as a pick Uh I think Panthers plus two and a half has quite a bit of value. This Falcons defense still stinks. I'm always wrong about the Falcons, so possibly completely ignore what I'm saying, but let's go Narrativeville and let's go scam again. I just cannot believe you could offer a take that bad when you're going to Narrativeville. It's the complete opposite side. Scam has to just be given his all this week. Mo's got and the, I think the Panthers will too. Mo's got the Panthers in his top five. Brett's got the Panthers in his top five. And I have them in the middle of the pack. I wanted to love the Panthers, but for the same reason Mo just gave about the Texans, there were just other contrarian sides that I liked a little bit better, that I thought I had a better chance of covering as well. Because it looks like Julio might be back this week. He was, instead of a DNP, he was actually at practice yesterday. Limited, but still at practice. And against that Carolina secondary... uh, the return of some things against them last time. Yeah, the return of Julio. Might hey, they're up to 15th now, though. I mean, they're playing a little better. And, yeah, I, I, I capped this expecting Julio to play but not be 100%. I don't understand this. How? Why, are, why is 78% of the public on the Falcons after everyone watched how good the Panthers were on Monday night? Well, because that's, that's what what the Falcons nervous. cover every week. Yeah, that's, that's, why. that's why. Because Donks go to the window and lay six in LA and cover and donks go to the window and lay two touchdowns and cover without a sweat, both those games without an, a, a sweat, a semblance of a sweat at all. So they're just going to go. Telling you guys get in on the Falcons. Now just no, do it. This is not too late. It's <laughs> no, not, not too late. No, this is the week. This is the week that no, stop with that. This is not, this is the week for you guys to realize that you can still come to this side. Matt Ryan back to a pumpkin this week. Uh, your other lone wolf we already talked about was the Bengals. So we will go to Brett now, who also has a lone wolf in his lower... All the lone wolves are in the lower tier, except for the Donnie's Falcons pick. So we can buzz through these. Brett, you've got the Steelers minus five and a half at home against the Ravens. What you got here? Yeah, I don't have a heavy lean on this one. This is coin flip territory, but Steelers at home in December... Just absurdly good every single year. And uh, usually, I mean, I, I typically will take the Ravens in these games against the Steelers because they usually cover, but I just think the Steelers run away with this one. I don't know. Just got a feeling. Again, coin flip territory. Don't really care. Injury is still a factor for Baltimore. Jimmy Smith did not practice again with the ankle injury. So, and their offense just is putrid. That Flacco interception that gave us a miraculous cover. <laughs> last week about but about i can't as, believe you actually picked the steelers here what i don't understand i need i need more explaining than just that i don't care how low this is in your card donnie don't you just pile steelers every week even though it's a donk side and then this, well, well no i have the ravens i know but normally well you tell me why you're so high on the ravens i don't care about this game well why do you like it because so this much? is a divisional game with two teams that play each other close every single year they hate hate each other they absolutely hate each other i just it's gonna be a super close game and it has a lot of playoff implications i don't care if i think that the steelers are better i do but i think that five and a half points is way too much 
This line should be like three, three and a half. What what mm. is five and a half? They can't hang three with the Steelers against the I Ravens. know they can't hang three, but I'm saying that's that's public perception. What the actual line should be is three to three and a half. I actually cut this at five, so I disagree. But I I, I wanna I kinda I did I agree with you and I do I did kind of I wanted to love the Ravens, but uh man, I, it's really terrifying to if there's any team where they really, really, really need Jimmy Smith, it's gonna be against Pittsburgh. Yeah, have they covered this year without Jimmy Smith? I don't think they have. And I don't look that deep into stuff, guys. <laughs> this is our leader. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy leading yeah. the pack. Clicking buttons. <laughs> well, sometimes you know you can. It's like in poker, fancy play syndrome. You just stick it. Just stay top level. You know. <laughs> you get too much into it, you start just screwing up with your head. Also, there's that Steelers in December stat that Brett dropped last week. They're just unbeatable. When the weather turns, they don't. Yeah, no one said they're going to lose the game. Well, I think it was a cover stat that yeah, cover. Yeah, I think they're fourteen and two in their last sixteen in, in December. I yeah, spread. It's it's spread. Insane. Just pile on people. Mo, man, your lone wolf is weird. You're taking. I, I would argue that the. I want to say that I would argue that the spread is much lower than five and a half. The average spread in those games. Yeah, pro- uh, probably is because they schedule a lot of. Uh, well, might, there might be some Browns games in there because they usually put division games at the end of the year to keep it more exciting. Just look at the history of these two teams. Yeah, but, Anyways, these two, yeah, but history... I mean, look at the Ravens' offense and look how poorly the Ravens are playing. I, I, I don't think you can take into account history as much when a team is just as bad. Just like the Jets-Patriots game. Yeah, history says that the Jets are going to cover 16.5 this week all day, every day, but the Jets are like the worst team ever this year, so... The Patriots going to win by 40. Uh, Mo, you've got a very weird team. You have it in your lower tier, but man, you've been pushing with two arms all your might. The Raiders trained down the track all season, and you're taking the three and a half with the Colts here? What's going on? Well, this one, there was a couple different factors that kind of pushed me to the Colts. I actually did initially cap this as the Raiders being the right side at three and a half, but um, I ended up moving it down and it pushed it into coin flip tier. So I just clicked Colts. Uh, there's mainly two things. One of them is Derek Carr's hand injury. Apparently they're just like not lining up under center, which sort of limits uh, your running game quite a bit and kind of just makes you more predictable in general. So that is a big minus for them. And the other is uh, just game flow. It's just hard to see a scenario where either team is putting together consistent stops. So if both teams are just scoring, this is kind of my my rule that enabled me to be so confident in uh, Washington that one week against Dallas where they were plus seven or whatever. And and I, I knew they were never going to stop Dallas, but I didn't think Dallas would stop them either. So it's it's just when if you're not stopping the other team, it's really hard to cover as a favorite because of all the backdoor opportunities. As long as the line is like over three and a half, so I just uh, ended up going with the Colts. But it is in my coin flip tier for sure. Nobody had the Raiders very high except for Donnie. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to be a popular side because they've been popular all all year. So I just kind of picked them and stuck them at the bottom. Uh, Brett had them closer to the middle pack. And Donnie, right outside your top five. Give us your uh, your Oakland love. The Colts suck. The Colts are just bad. I, I don't understand why you would ever pick the Colts here to go on the road and expect them to be able to perform well when – I really like the Raiders offense. I really love what the Raiders are doing on defense. Not that they're, you know, Seattle or Denver running out there, but they are getting much, much better. Khalil Mack is an absolute force out there. Bruce Irvin is absolutely playing amazing uh, recently. I don't trust the Colts offensive line, and I certainly don't trust the Colts defense. So I'm on the Colts here. I think that they are sorry, on the Raiders here. I think that they cover pretty easily. Anything to add about Oakland, Brett? Oh, the Colts defense has been pretty good lately. Uh, Mo's point about Carr is interesting and something I didn't really factor in because he hasn't taken a single snap under center in weeks. And that does 
put them at a disadvantage because it just allows it doesn't give them the flexibility they want to have offensively. So uh, I kind of hate my Raiders pick now. <laughs> you can pretty much go into nickel and or dime every play if the team is in shotgun, right? You don't need to go base ever because even if they run, it's it's really hard for them to get a power running game going out of shotgun. Yeah, and, or out of and with this offensive line, man, they have what a top five offensive line. It really, I mean, they, they're not the same team if he's lining up under and in shotgun every play. Yeah, you're kind of hamstringing your own strength there. Yeah, which which kind of stinks. Uh, My guess is Chuck Pagano will have them in a base defense. <laughs> Just saying, Chuck's that guy is so stupid. Chuck's definitely um, coming out in four three. <laughs> This is our defense. We're That's gonna probably chop. a fair take. We're going to chop away. We're going to grind. We're going to play hard. 110%. That guy. Chuck Pagano. Uh, my lone wolf, we touched upon briefly. I picked the Titans, and I just stuck them at the bottom uh, because I don't want anything to do with the Jags. So pretty uneventful lone wolves this week. I've got the Titans. Donnie's got the Falcons and Bengals. Brett's got the Steelers. And Mo has the Colts. Before we get to the card, I want to briefly discuss some of these 50-50 games because obviously not, none of them made the card because if we're split down the middle, it's going to be very hard to uh, to do that. So I'm going to talk about a couple of them that crept up into our respective top fives, and I'm going to start with Brett's. I'm going to make Brett a little sad here. Super game three play here by brett but a little suicidal as well brett's got the the browns plus six uh, we're not doing this click to the browns mo and i couldn't do it <laughs> yeah i mean Guys. if there's any week to click the browns i guess it would be this week. <laughs> it has to be the freaking week nobody is gonna take them this week even i click the browns and i know that this is suicidal this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard so come so, on so let me so let me let me bring in a team that I have in the top five and explain why I just couldn't click the Browns. Mo has this team in his top five as well. I love, love the Rams minus three and a half this week against the Niners. Here's a, here's the difference between a team like the Rams and teams like the Niners jets and Browns. The Niners were a poorly coached team with great talent on both sides of the ball. They've got good players but they're just poorly coached and being put into bad positions and playing badly. What is just so suddenly chip is just a terrible coach. What, when did, yeah, this what did no. you, did you like, what happened to no, you? You were all about chip for a year and a half. No, you're not listening to me. The Rams have talented players and poor coaching. Oh, the Niners, you said the Browns. And yeah. Jets. You said the opposite. You oh. said the 49ers. So we were all freaking out. Oh, apologies. Rams, good talent, poor coaching. Niners, Browns, and Jets. Who are these guys? I, I look out there on Sunday and I see names on back of jerseys, and there's no shot that that's a professional football player. I yeah, mean, I was gonna say if you try to tell me the Niners have good players, the, I'm out of here. The dearth of talent on they do have goat curly on those three teams is mind-boggling to watch. The Jets rolled out a roster on Saturday, guys. I've never even heard of not even guys that like beat reporters tweet about during OTAs I mean something Bishop out there starting at nickel linebacker who are these guys so, yeah if you haven't heard of a Jets player I'm worried so so that's why I love the Rams is because yeah this is usually theory of two bad teams take the points but the Niners don't have a professional football roster and the Rams do and the same thing here with the Browns I, I love the contrarian pick this might be the week. They don't have any pros. They're just horrendous on both sides of the ball, particularly on defense. So I just, I just can't click. I can't click aside, guys. That is- what I, what I like about the Browns is they actually do have a motivating factor this week, which the Chargers do not. The Browns want to win. They don't want to be the joke 0 and 16 team, and they know this is the week they have to do it because they're at Pittsburgh next week. Yeah, but listen to this. Hear me out. You, you, what you actually said is the reason I remember this. This is what happened a few years ago to, to the Sixers in NBA. It actually is motivating for these teams when they play that team because nobody wants to be the team. Can't that, be the team. That horrific team beat. Can't be the team. That's fair. Playing hard against the Sixers that year. They won eight games or whatever because 
nobody because everyone that took the court against the Sixers knew that if they lost, there would be a massive headline. You know, Team X loses to the goddamn 76ers, and nobody wanted to be in that headline. So teams came out and played hard, and nobody wants to be the team that the Browns beat. For the same reason, you guys, I really wanted to fire Pats in my top five. I really wanted to. Mo, everybody put uh, – Donnie and I were on the opposite sides. I had Pats last. Donnie had Jets last. Brett had the Jets lower tier. And on the same level, Mo had the Pats close to the middle of the back. Yeah, listen, this was a game theory play. I I don't see people laying 16 and a half. Yeah, nobody's clicking 16 and a half. (laughs) But I actually think yeah, but I also the don't line should be 17 and a half. So. I don't even know if people are going to click the Jets side. No, nobody's clicking on this game either way. Right, This but, is, but this is like Thursday Night Football. Nobody's going to pick either side. We might as well get on the right side. I actually side. think the Pats are the right side yeah. is the sick part. 100%. I actually capped this at 17 and a half. This is going to be scary. I mean, I, the Pats could honestly win by, like you said, they could just win by 40, 50 if they want, like, Oh my God! This matchup is absolutely horrifying. All the Jets can do on offense is run. Um, the Pats can actually stop the run, and uh, all the Pats do on offense is pass. And the Jets are the worst pass defense in football history. So, this is just so brutal. I mean, it's so brutal. Isn't this Brady MVP game? Where yeah, I could see this being real, real bad. Yeah, they just try to get Brady the MVP. He just throws for five hundred this game against this. Obliterated. Thing. I, I don't see Belichick stepping off the gas Hell until no. it's like 54 to 10. No, this reminds me of that Patriots-Titans game. I want to say, this is a weird callback, but I want to say like 2007, 2008. In the snow? In the snow. Blizzard. In the snow when he threw to Randy five times. Blizzard, gra- blizzard in December. I've ever seen. Blizzard in December. No need for the Patriots to try. And they dropped like a 50 burger on the Titans. It was a blizzard in December. I remember walking through Boston Logan Airport watching the game on the bar. It's like 55 to 7 against the, these poor Tennessee Titans. They come up, they have to play in the snow, and they get a 50 burger dropped on them by the Patriots. Never forget that game. And this reminds me of that. Especially against a division rival that you can just embarrass. I don't know. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think I should have put the, the Patriots in my top five. The other 50-50 I want to talk about that both Donnie and I have in our top five. Very contrarian play that I'm shocked Brett and Mo took the other side on. Love the Broncos this week. Plus the three and a half. Playing for their season against a hamstrung KC team that... Man, the more I want to love KC, the more mediocre they look. Uh, no idea how everyone doesn't have the Broncos here. I love, I'm actually baffled. Love getting the hook here. Brett. Not only did Brett click the Chiefs, but has them near the top five. Uh, Mo in the lower tier. Talk to me, Brett. You you tried to go contrarian this week, and then you click Chiefs. Chiefs are getting a massive amount of 69% of the public bets. What's going on here? I just think the Chiefs are much better. Even even with the loss last week, I just especially at home, I just I don't know the Broncos. I I was so high on them last week, and they were freaking atrocious. That's the point. Got to get back on the horse, I know, man. I know. But I no, tried I, to I, tell I, you guys last week, and you didn't freaking listen to me. I mean, they they held Brady to sixteen. So relax. I do want to say I want to say one yeah. thing about last week before. But you guys made fun of me for my Dante Scarnecchia take. Okay. And Dante Scarnecchia neutralized Vaughn Miller. Did you see what he had Marcus Cannon doing on the offensive line for the Patriots? They held the guy Brady was, The guy 16. was blocking with no hands. Scored Watch 16. Watch the tape. His hands were at his side. Scored that 16. That is some next-level crap, man. Scored 16. Did Dante Scarnecchia coach the defense that week? They scored 16 points. Stop. Listen, I'm just saying, man. 16 points. I'm Stop. just saying. You guys made fun of me, and, and I was right again give, on the Pats. Give credit to Goat Belichick for coaching up this horrendous defense to actually play. Yeah, I don't know how that defense did that, but I mean, I guess Simeon is the worst. But that's the thing. I mean, this is Arrowhead. This is where bad quarterbacks go to die, and Simeon's a bad quarterback, and there's a 16-mile-an-hour wind in the forecast. I do not like this spot for the Broncos. Uh, they can't maybe, run. The Chiefs are just playing better. Yeah, they're handing off to... Uh, Forsett at this point who they just signed off the scrap heap and I actually do like Forsett but a lot of the reason I like him is because he's a good receiver um yeah I don't know I don't I don't like the Broncos uh chances this week but they that said they are playing for their season but I mean it's a really important game for the Chiefs as well 
Very, very interesting. So that's those are the the most important uh, 50-50 split games. We were split on the Bills, too? No, we weren't, Brett. Which brings us... Consensus. Everyone's on that side. To the ca- which brings us to the card. Let's get the number one pick. It's the EAGLES Eagles Thursday night football. I think Time it, to call the proxy. I think... <laughs> dial them up so i think our record in prime time is still pretty solid i'm pulling up our profile on fantasy super contest.com we've been getting wrecked in prime time though right now uh and and while you've been and while you're looking that up let me just say if the eagles aren't in the bottom three of picks i will be absolutely blown away so in well thursday night football is always the two teams are always the bottom Five, right. if well, not the bottom be, three. The two teams are always going to be in the bottom five, but the Eagles absolutely have to be. I mean, absolutely nobody's going to take the Eagles, so I love this pick. Okay, out of out of this contest, though, how many are thinking like us, like thinking that they have to get these contrarian wins, or just people just picking winners? Five Probably guys. five people, and they're all way out of <laughs> yeah, the, that's what I was all way out of the money because all the donks are at the top, and, so and, it doesn't really matter. And they can't even get their proxy to go a day early because they have set rules that they have to submit their picks on Friday. <laughs> so they're like sitting there slamming their... Their desky work because they can't. I, get my, I hope Kazbek has the Eagles. That's what my, I. My over under is five as well. So good line, Donnie. <laughs> In Island games, this includes the London games. We are four, three. Uh, excuse me, seven, three, and one against the spread. So one and one on Thursday night. So even when we've broken the rules, we're five hundred, which is okay. Uh, our number two selection. That's right, baby. Bills minus the three and a half. Squish the fish. This is so on brand. I'm so proud of you guys. If this didn't get on the card, I was gonna break everything. Uh, it was in. It's a consensus pick in everybody's top five, save for Mo. Mo, do you think the Bills are gonna be popular? I don't, I don't like the Bills. Actually, <laughs> what? Come on! I had this as a coin flip. Honestly, uh, I don't know. It is a kind of a spot where. I, I feel like I should love the Bills because, um, you know, we got Matt Moore going into it's going to be frozen. Uh, Buffalo, 12 mile an hour wind. I mean, yeah, Rich, should, what's the stat with Miami like under 40 degree weather? Bills, but listen, what if Matt Moore is just better than Ryan Tannehill? What if the Dolphins no. are better now? No, stop. That, that could be a thing. Yeah, Matt Moore is better than Ryan Tannehill, no, but it doesn't not. matter. This isn't South Beach anymore. Stop. It's not a That thing. could be a thing. That said, you know, this is a good spot. This is a favorite that nobody's on. Uh, so I don't hate it. Uh, and I doubt many people will pick the Bills in the contest. I just don't see people laying three and a half with the Bills. Um, yeah, I love the number. I love that. I love that number because people aren't going to take it. Yeah, and, then, and there's a good matchup here against. I didn't realize Miami's run defense was this bad until I was looking Terrible. at the numbers. Terrible. Uh, they're somehow 22nd, and you know I feel like a, about a month ago when the Dolphins were like actually playing pretty good, uh, their run defense was uh, much much higher than this. I feel like I don't know. I, I I knew their pass defense was a little better, but yeah, if you can't stop the run, you don't want to be playing Buffalo. This is the absolute stone last team you want to be playing. Uh, Man, I love this team's running game. Every time I watch them, they they clear holes and Shady finds holes. They they play good when they run the ball, and if they can run the ball on the Dolphins, then it's going to be a real long day for the Fish. Love it, Brett. You're the Bills fan. Love it. Talk to us. Look, the Dolphins crumble every time they come here. They lost by 27 last year, 19 the year before that, 19 the year before that. They're going to lose again this year. Uh, Bills finally. I mean, the last time these two teams played, when the Dolphins won in Miami, the Bills didn't have McCoy. He played like seven, I think he had seven carries. He had a hamstring injury. No Darius, no Sammy. They're fully healthy yeah, at those that was the key week. positions. That was also a trap game. We all knew it too, right? Yeah. No, I, I that was the week I was uh, I was driving the bus 
for the Dolphins, and nobody else wanted to want it on the bus. No, I was a lone wolf on that one. I I I screwed that one up. But yeah, this uh, the, the Bills are just going to rally behind Rex, who's basically That's fighting it. for his job That's right it. now. Re- that that is the ultimate. That's the thing. Rule of Rex. This always happens with Rex. I, yeah. We talked about it earlier in the year. There was that spot when everyone was like, Rex needs to win these games. Rex needs to win these games. And he shuts up and he does his thing and he actually coaches his team. This is, again, one of those games. We haven't heard from him all week because he's locked in a room actually studying and doing his thing to get his his well, you know, game even, plan right. It's and, not, it's and he's not got even the whole, the whole firing of Rex narrative is circling. This is a good point. I actually forgot about this. It's, uh, not, it's not even like he's trying, though. It's The players love him so yeah, much. Rex does always save his job. But we, we this is a spot where we need brett we need brett to get to a sabers game walk around the <laughs> yeah. arena and make sure rex isn't there drinking beer i'll be when there tonight the i'll be there tonight he's yes. not there come on when rex knows his job is on the line rex is at the stadium i mean the players we need, love we him. need this scouting report brett the the bills could be zero and 40 and i'm telling you this is what happened in new york the players love this guy so much that they'll go out and fight for their lives to try to keep his job I love this spot for the Bills. So you're saying they got heart. They got hashtag heart. Oh, my God. Are they first in the heart rankings this week? <laughs> they are first in the heart rankings. Come on. Buffalo needs this game. Last two decades, the Miami Dolphins are 9-14 and 14 when the weather is 40 degrees or below. ATS Forecast or calls for 30-35 to 35 with a high chance of precipitation. Right. Love it. All right. Let's move on to our third selection. I tweeted on Sunday that I might be falling in love with this guy. I love Matt Barkley, I think. We got the Bears plus the three. Home dogs against the Redskins, who officially have nothing to play for now, right? After choking away the season in prime time. Are the time, Redskins drawing dead? At home, 7-6-1. and one. I mean, I don't... At, can they get in at 9-6-1? and one? I, I guess they could. It's probably going to be tough, but that said, man, I just got to throw You guys actually picked the Redskins and laid six and a half last week. Pat yourselves on the back. Oh, I, I, th- I thought they could, they could cover against that Carolina secondary, but Cousins, pumpkin time. You know, he, he tried to be Cinderella for 14 midnight. weeks and then midnight struck. Redskins, Redskins are uh, second. They're second out of the playoffs. So they're, what's that, eighth, eighth seed right now? Because... Because the Bucks lost last week, ah, they needed right. the Bucks to lose, so they're still ahead of the Vikings. They're ahead of the Saints. They're ahead of the Panthers, as well. So they need to win out, get some help, but they're very much in the hunt for it. Once again, Bears in everybody's top five, except for Mo. Mo, you have not gotten on the Bears train these last couple of weeks. While well, I've just been cashing tickets, walking to the teller, slamming my money down on Chicago. Yeah, and no, just you've been doing a good job piling. And money. I tailed you. Uh, I tailed you two weeks ago against uh against Detroit that was a great pick uh man I feel like this is the week it could just crumble though I mean Matt Barkley is I mean he's got a high yards per attempt like a lot of these weeks he's actually playing decent but he's also just giving no fucks and he's kind of just winging the ball and throwing picks and you also realize this could be the week that his wide receivers actually catch the ball yeah, that's he, true. He scores four here. He throws up throwing four hundred fifty yards. Hey, Barkley's been the man against the spread. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like yeah, uh, their defense. Their defense has been way better. Yeah, they have been way better. Um, they're up to like fourteenth in pass DVOA, which, as Rich always says, the toughest thing to do is stop the pass, and they can actually do that. And that's really what you need to be doing against Washington anyway. And, you know, the one reason I do like this side is, and I probably should have had it higher, no, nobody's going to be on the Bears. Nobody is going to be on the Bears. Currently, according to the spread.com, 68% of bets coming in on Washington. Don't love the line movement to three and a half on Pinnacle, but I'm going to spit in the wind there and uh, just suck That's it up. That's another reason absolutely nobody's going to be on the Bears. Uh, looking Scoochie at, said it, need the Bears. Looking at PFF. Barkley, 11th among quarterbacks above Dak Prescott. Let's go. He's still trash. Love Matt Barkley. All right, let's move on to pick number four. This one makes me so happy. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will 
rise to the top. Oh, yeah. That's right. The macho man, Tom Savage, is on the card. You tried, Let's Donnie. Go. You tried, Donnie. But you couldn't keep him off. Let's go. I mean, I don't know. This, it, this, I, I have to say that I, I can't get that mad yet because I need to know what the fifth pick is first. Tyrod Taylor is the best QB on the card this week, isn't he? Yep. Matt Barkley. And that remains oh. so with the fifth pick. Which I hate, by the way. I Bortle have, service. I, it's not Bortle service. Oh, no. no. That was the game theory of all time. I, I don't like this pick. In fact, I think we should. it should be open for discussion. <laughs> The only Not person me. that has everything's this, open for discussion. <laughs> the only person Who is that, this? the Cardinals. It is the Cardinals. And oh my gosh! I knew gross. it was going to be. I'm open for discussion. <laughs> this is all about me. I know this is my fault. Yes, it is your and... fault. You had them in your top five. You had them third. You're the only person that has them in their top half. Yeah, but it's something not his wrong fault with me. We're all on the side too. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> Every week I pick the Cardinals, and not only do I pick the Cardinals. I actually get onto my accounts and I place actual wagers on the Cardinals. Oh, I bet no. the Cardinals every week and they just every week bend over, spread their cheeks, and just <laughs> dump on my skull. It's, because you look at that roster and how are they not winning games? I don't right? get it. I just don't get it. This is the one team I can't figure out. I can't get the Cardinals right. This is the one team every week I, I don't get it and – I said I was going to add three points to the Cardinals, and if I or subtract three points from their line, and if I do, then I'm fine. This game is not in my top five at all. It's actually in my coin flip tier, but I didn't because part of me doesn't think anybody's going to click the Cardinals because they are the worst, and part of me didn't like any of these other games that much, so I just put it where I originally capped it. But I am open for discussion because. I know that I'm wrong because it's me and it's the Cardinals. Okay, so the Cardinals have 0.5 more points in our aggregate than Bortle service, which I did not select, but I would be more okay with on the card than the Cardinals. Rich, you took the Seahawks? No, no, no. I took the Cardinals. Cardinals were a consensus pick in everybody's lower tier except for Mo, who insanely put them third so then why are you higher on the jags didn't you take the titans i took the titans but i have don't want the cardinals on the card <laughs> that's fair because the, there's so many if you run out the simulations in this game i mean what percentage of the time do the hawks win by 30 like just absolutely it is certainly within the range of outcomes actually destroyed hasn't the line moved to seven and a half uh it's seven and a half i in thought the contest. it was seven and a half in the contest? Yes. Yeah, 7.5. Yeah, you had oh, it is. Sorry. You had 6.5 when you sent oh. your picks over. Okay. I did. There's Donnie. Not, not Donnie really... loves the Cardinals. What the hell? Uh, I, I like the Cardinals, yeah, but I'm I'm open to discussion. So, I'm not saying I'm going to buy in. Are you open to Bortles service discussion? I don't know if I'm really open to Bortles I don't know, Bortles, I had the Jaguars high, I picked the Jaguars, and I had them higher, but then I just kept thinking to myself, it's the freaking Jaguars. It just drives me nuts, but I feel, I also feel like five points is way too much. But that's a similar, I feel the same way I do about them as I do about the Cardinals, is that, yeah, seven and a half points is a lot, but I felt, I mean, I felt six and a half points is a lot, but I just, I don't, I don't know. And with the Cardinals, I'm just like, this team, they, they're, they're the one professional football team that I really think is checked out for the rest of the year. I just don't think that they care. The one thing I'll say is that nobody had much confidence in either of these games except for Mo. And Mo has the Jags as his top pick. So Yeah, I would actually rather have the Jags because right. like so, you said, they're they're my number one play. But. Like we're generally disinterested in both of these games as a collective, and the one person that feels strongly about it is Mo, and he has the Jags over the Cardinals. That, GTO, bro. GTO. So I like the I like the Jags too. So I would I would be okay with the Jags. Should we do something crazy and let the fans decide? <laughs> I don't think we do. We have time for that. <laughs> we got to get our card in today. 
That would be what do you awesome, mean? Yeah. You can do you can do polls on Twitter with you know set right. hours. I'm cool. I'm cool with a Twitter poll. <laughs> I'm cool with that. If you guys are, <laughs> fuck it. Let's let's do it then. Yeah, I'm down since we're pretty much to the point where we need ten and zero. So unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah, that's right. We're rising this week. So we got the Eagles plus two and a half. The Bills minus three and a half. The Bears plus three, the Texans minus one, and a fan pick. We're either going to have the Cardinals plus seven and a half or the Jags plus five. You know they're going to pick the Jags because they want to we're not, If we're not the podcast for the people, I don't know what is, okay? Yeah, we're, just don't we're let letting, us down. We're letting them bet money for us. That's right. Let's go. Let's go, fans. I hope it's 50-50. <laughs> you want to follow these guys on Twitter, you can do so at... Brett Colson, C O L L S O N, at Donnie underscore Peters, at Mo Nuwara, N U W W A R A H. I'm at Rich T Ryan. Send your picks very close to prize time to at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter or Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Good luck in your betting ventures. Be safe this weekend. Peace out.